Well, hello, everyone. want to welcome you to Wheat Among the Tares, our live program here every Wednesday morning from the studios of Gethsemane Baptist Church located in Lexington, South Carolina. Pleasure to have you with us this morning. Pastor, good to have you with us this morning. Yes, sir. Good morning to you and as well all of you that are listening today. Thank you for being on the broadcast. Blessing to have everybody aboard this morning. I I want to go right to our uh, interviewee this morning. He is a dear brother in the Lord and uh, certainly uh, uh, he's one of ours, Pastor. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And uh, Brother Nick Perkins, how are you, my brother, this morning from Ghana, West Africa? Brother Nick, I want to welcome you to Wheat Among the Tares this morning, my brother. It is a blessing to have you here with us on the program this morning. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, brother, we want to get right into number one, um, the ministry there. And uh, brother, first of all, uh, a little bit about the background as far as how God laid it upon your heart. Uh, as I know it would be a little bit of a repetition, but I know our listeners would love to hear about, first of all, how God spoke to your heart about going to Ghana, West Africa, and helping with the ministry there. Yes, sir. Just for the longest time, I, I, I know my pastor remembers me meeting him in the front of the church when Mr. Roberts came and preached uh, at our church one night. But for the, for the longest time I've known I was supposed to go somewhere. And I just did not know where, and um, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I was trying to f- to figure out what and where, I, but I knew I was supposed to go somewhere. And it wasn't until I guess it was November 2020. I guess that's when it was, sometime around the end of the year 2020, that um, it started coming into contact and knowledge and all of, of this place and all that was going on here and the needs here. And, um, it was and up until that point, there had never been any sort of, um, uh, anything clear for me or especially with Isabel. But it, from that point, it was just like the, the key was turned everything. I knew where I was supposed to come to. Amen. We, um, had been around the, the family of the, the missionary that was here while we were in Greenville and just didn't know anything about her, didn't know the story. But then when we did know, it was just like a key turn in, in everything. And everything got in gear and got going. Well, brother, certainly, the, uh, the as you said, the key turned. And, Pastor, I know that you were yes. uh, instrumental in praying for Nick and Isabel and the girls very much. So tell sure. us a little I, bit I about know that. that. Brother Nick was in the service that night. Rebecca Walker had come through presenting the ministry, Miss Isabel could not be here that night. I remember that. And though she was listening by GGR radio, uh, the Lord was speaking to her heart about Africa the same time the Lord was nudging Brother Nick while he was here in the service. And uh, I remember Brother Nick coming, talking to me about it and wanting to go there and help. And, and I knew Nick, Nick, Brother Nick had a heart to just want to be used in the ministry somewhere, some fashion, some Amen. way. So I knew I knew that God would be sending him somewhere, just did not know where. I knew that he was sitting kind of on go, waiting for a green light <laughs> and, and for the Lord to point in certain directions he can get going. Amen. And uh, so I appreciate Brother Nick's heart and his willingness to take his family and go to Ghana, West Africa. 
and um, just get involved for the Lord and do something for the Lord. Then. Well, I, I know that had to thrill your heart to know oh, absolutely. that, uh, especially one of ours here that God had yes, touched sir. their heart and, uh, and now they're on the field serving the Lord for sure. Um, Brother Nick, here's a question for you first off, and, and, and I'm curious myself when I'm, I'm asking this. Getting to a new place, you're not accustomed to it. First of all, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you get accustomed to uh, that field of service from the standpoint of acclimatized and just kind of getting into the flow of things? How, how has that worked for you? Um, the, the weirdest thing has just been um, manners. Uh, African manners are quite different than our manners. Uh, they're very matter of fact about a lot of things that we would say are uh, offensive and whatnot. But uh, uh, um, the main thing is just like get old when you just, you can't get in with your tippy toes. You have to jump in. And so it's the only way you seem, I mean, seem to get any kind of comfort is to just jump in. Amen. And uh, and that's how you learn. Amen. And so that's, that's just what we've kind of been doing. Yes, sir. Brother Nick, tell me a little bit about uh, the countryside. I know you're on the uh, border between uh, West Ghana and um, Ivory Coast. I believe that's next to you, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. And the- yes, sir. It's just it's a coastal area, and uh, it's it's right near the border uh, with Ivory Coast. It's just kind of it's a little town out in the country. Um, not just little villages all over the place, but then there's a, I guess the main thing is there's a natural gas well, maybe 45 minutes away. People work over there. Other than that, it's mostly rubber trees, coconut trees, goats, chickens, and little, little villages here and there. All in need, all in need of some preaching, no doubt. Let me ask you about, uh, in, in context with that, um, Isabel and your daughters, um, before we go any further, how are they faring there? How are they getting accustomed to things? Children, children, praise the Lord, um, are extremely um, adaptable. I guess you'd say very adaptable. They were homeschooled their whole lives, and they've already had one transition to go through. They We moved them to Greenville in 2018 and then back to West Columbia. And so they, they've been through the move and they've, they've done things like that and um, they all had a really good attitude here and, and even now I mean I, I, I walked out to make the phone call and the children are, are happy and then they've had their schooling and what they've done is they, they come over to the, the mission school in the mornings work until lunch and then they go back and they're starting their homeschool back up so they're still in school but they're helping over here with their mother during the day and children man they're I, a million dollars wouldn't make me happier than, than my children and, and how well they're doing and adapting amen amen well that and that is key sure. when you take your family with your brother nick i know that that was one of the things that was foremost on your mind how things would be uh, uh how they would get accustomed to things and whatnot and brother i'm certainly glad uh for the hearing of that and by the way if you're just joining us we're talking brother nick perkins Brother Nick is a missionary to the nation of Ghana, West Africa, and he is uh, right here from Gethsemane Baptist Church, and uh, we have um, 
we have sent him out. Yes, sir. And yeah. uh, for the purpose of proclaiming the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. When Brother Nick came to me and told me his desire that he would like to go to Ghana, West Africa, and help there with a sister, Rebecca Walker, there we go. Uh, help her there in the school and the ministry. And, and there's a need of a church to be, village church to be taken and preaching. I told Brother Nick then, I said, if you're going to go, I said, I want you on the field within a year from now. And I said, so you go raise your support. I was praying about what the church was going to do. And so Lord put on my heart to have a faith promise just from Gethsemane for Brother Nick and Sister Isabel. And we were able to from our church, probably raise, I would think at least, I don't, I don't probably half their support at least monthly just from our church. Let's, yes, sir. Let's dwell on that point just a second because I know sure. there's others going to be listening to this. And Brother Nick, this was vitally important of how quickly you got to the field. I know there's folks probably that deal with missionaries all the time, Pastor, that sure. they've been in, in the deputation for, you know, three, four, five years and they're still yes. trying to raise support. What was different about this? I just told Nick, I said, we don't have time to be wasting. And I said, I don't want you going across around the country three, four, five years getting to the field. I said, if God's sending you, we're going to pray that the Lord will get you there. And our goal is a year for you to be on the field. And the Lord did that. I mean, Brother Nick just started. I said, you know, start local, start close. Contacting preachers gave him numerous numbers of preachers that were friends of mine. Yes. that would, And I think a number of them are supporting them. And then whenever I presented Faith Promise to our church, and it would have been fine with me if we'd have taken up all of the support and sent him. But, you know, we got a large portion of his monthly support just from our church, and which is really what a church should do. It sends Amen. out their, their own missionary. That's right. And so he just had to raise half of his support, and, and God let him do that within a year. Within a year, he's he's leaving tickets on the field, selling his house. I mean, it was. I know it had to be like a whirlwind for for the Perkins home and Perkins family, but God did it, and uh, they're on the field. Amen. Amen. I hear some of the. Uh, Folks in the background, Brother Nick, it sounds like you're on the mission field there, brother. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's, I'll try to put a little distance on it. Forgive oh, me. No, it'll be fine. No, no, no. I that, thought I was going out to a lonely place. Oh, no, we want the real deal, man. We, we want the real deal, that's for sure. So, Nick, whenever, whenever uh, the support was raised, and I know, again, that was, uh, as Pastor described, it was a whirlwind situation, but yet yeah, God yeah. provided, and, uh, and you were on the field. When did you guys arrive on the field? Um, we got on a plane on July the 4th this year. And that was well, that was right at the year time yeah, frame, sure Pastor, was. that yeah. you. So you guys have been there for approximately a little over, almost three months now. That you So you're just kind of getting into yeah, the sure. flow of things and whatnot. Brother Nick, tell me about the ministry there. I know it's a, 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 a sort of a three three-pronged process or or effort that you do number one i know that uh there's local church there and other preaching tell us how you uh, and your family is involved with the local church there first of all well, the the church has been without a a, a pastor or a permanent preacher for several years um they had the, the man who the land was given to was a missionary from Tabernacle in Greenville. 
and he had started the church, but then he passed away in 2007. And um, replacements that were supposed to come behind him, uh, it didn't work out. People, uh, anyways, they're not here. They're gone and all of that. And so the church uh, kind of dwindled down and was just, uh, they had a couple gentlemen that were still that were around that were trained by the, the older missionary. And they were kind of holding things together. And uh, they they were very excited to have somebody come and um, start back up uh, teaching and preaching and everything in the church. And we're just kind of trying to nudge and, and push and see what people do. And, but everybody, they seem to have a good attitude. They're excited. And um, we're looking to start outreaching all around the community. But um, they also, they run the thing that's grown here. The church is, is a, a local church and it's autonomous. Um, the missionary's daughter that lives here doesn't, uh, I don't believe she's, she's even on or anything like that. She just plays piano and the women run it. Okay. And, but they, she does run a school on this, on the same property. And that, uh, that has grown and they got three, 400 children coming five days a week mm. to this school. And so the, the classes are overcrowded and the teachers are overworked and, and all of that. But it, it is a bunch of, a bunch of little African children coming and, and hearing about the Bible every day. So it's a blessing. It's one of those things where it's, it's really busy and it's really hard, but it's something that's been prayed for. And here it is. Amen. And I know that they are <clears throat> trying to build a new building and it's under construction. And I know that they are in need of funds to try to finish that school on the second floor of the school and uh, tell us a little bit about that and what the need is. Well, it's just what you said. They need the bottom floor is pretty much finished, but um, the building was designed to have two levels like so many of them are over here. And um, so it's, it's got rebar sticking out all four corners and sticking on the top of it and everything. And it it leaks because it doesn't have a proper roof. Uh, because it's intended to have a, another story on top and a roof on that and such, but they're they're using it already, but it's already overcrowded, and so they're they're working on putting away money and trying to, to get the the second story to go on up, and so that need is is present. It's needed um, for construction materials and laborers and everything to get it up and get it going. Brother Nick, I know that there may be somebody listening right now that uh, is involved, say, in, you know, in in quick trips, I'll call that, you know, temporary trips that they go a couple, two, three weeks at a time. Uh, Men can get a group together, come. Um, Sounds like to me that would be an ideal opportunity uh, for men. And if there's somebody listening right now to Weed Among the Tares and, and they have a group that can minister like that, uh, then certainly I know that, uh, Brother Nick, you, Sister Rebecca, uh, would be more than excited to talk to somebody about possibly coming there and, and helping with, uh, the construction of that school, as you said, it's already overcrowded. I can't imagine three to four hundred uh, in a small area like that. Uh, and as you said, much, uh, much overworked with regard to the staff there. Your daughters, are they helping in the school there as well? Yes, sir. That's that's what they're doing is they're they're running second second line in classes. So they're listing teachers. In, in classes 
and they are there every day, Monday through Friday, and definitely helping yes, with, uh, with the children there. Th- does the school, Nick, I- I'm curious, the school outreach I know has to have an effect uh, with so many kids coming in from around the other areas. How does that contact from the school carry over uh, to the church side of things and being able to speak to parents uh, specifically about the Lord and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? It's a wide open door, honestly. I don't know how I would be able to be out and about in so many different, I don't have an excuse to be in the areas I get to go into. So you get to see people and see neighborhoods and talk to people in the lodge you wouldn't know and used to be known. Otherwise, they wouldn't know who I am. Know, you know what I mean? So it's it's a, a wide open door, the school, actually, as far as outreach. Because when I invite people to church here, I say, you know, the one at the white school. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, it gives you a, a, a presence and, and everything in the community that is uh, priceless, actually. What a blessing to hear, brother. And again, I know that that, that type of ministry in and of itself, I, I, I know it's wearing. Uh, but uh, as Paul wrote, don't be weary in well-doing, for you shall reap if you faint not. And, uh, and I know that oh, uh, yes, I know our folks here pray for you uh, and Isabel and your daughters, and certainly um, that the Lord would continue to strengthen you and, and help you. Um, let me just ask real quickly about Sister Rebecca Walker, and I know her mom is still there. Uh, give us just a quick report on how they are doing. They're doing well. I mean, she's um, they're getting paperwork and all sorts of things done all the time, and they're, uh, she administrates the school every day, talking to all the parents and stuff like that, and stays busy, and they keep some boarding students in their home, and um, they just steady, 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 busy, busy, busy all the time. How long have they been there, Brother Nick? From, um, I got more back history from them, but uh, they actually spent several years in the Ivory Coast and came over here when they were a little bit older. I say she's probably been here at least, I don't know, 25, 26 years so, on this piece of, on piece of ground. And for years they, they had church and school and a little rented building up the street, and they finally been able to build something on the, on the land there on here. Well, they're certainly veteran missionaries, that's for sure. And they've certainly, uh, the Lord has certainly sustained them through the years. And I know that um, uh, the one of the history, a little bit of the history behind that is that uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, Walker uh, lost her husband. He was a pastor there, and he was uh, unfortunately killed in a motor vehicle accident And uh, back in, I think, 2007. And... Um, and but yes. she continued on, and her daughter Rebecca continued on, and uh, certainly a, a great testimony. And now God has brought you there to help them uh, with that ministry, mm-hmm. Pastor. To me, that's just uh, I really. I, I mean, knowing Brother Nick the way we do, and how God has certainly touched his heart and taken him there, uh, it certainly <laughs> it, it is. You know, a Mr. Blake. Go ahead, Nick. You didn't. I don't know if you know, but you're a you, you're a prophet. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Oh, maybe 2018 or 
19 and I told you I was in class at Tabernacle and you said oh Mr. Perkins I can just see you pastoring a little country church some just as sure as day well, you didn't know how country it was going to be <laughs> and another country and another country too that is for sure <laughs> Oh, brother. Again, I go back, and it really is just to have known you the the time that we have, and uh, certainly it's been a great, great blessing. Brother Nick, give us a couple of specific prayer requests uh, that you may have, the things that you're facing right now, things that uh, we need to pray for. Uh, and we're certainly going to pray f- with you before we close the program. But I want folks that are listening uh, to know uh, how better to pray for the Perkins and for the Walkers there in Ghana, West Africa. Give us a couple of uh, prayer requests that you may have. Yes, sir. Uh, encouragement and strength for my family, of course, and power of God on my preaching, of course. Amen. That's all I'm trying to do is be available for every anything and everything and opportunities and whatnot and then god just um, keep his hand on us amen we stay faithful amen how's the uh language barrier going do a lot of them speak english i know that whenever you preach that you're generally always with a translator having to translate what you preach i'm assuming yeah sure there's just a matter of english and uh maybe it'll be different when i get older but uh for now it you can't communicate in English with some folks. It just depends if they've been to school. It depends on how old they are. So far, the only time I've had to have a translator is, is in service and in um, the men's uh, class that we teach on the mornings. Pastor, as our custom is. Sure. Before I pray, <clears throat> just tell a little story how Brother Nick got to Gethsemane. Um, he was invited by a man who worked with him who invited Brother Nick to come to church. And though that man's no longer here at the church, one Sunday morning I pull up in the parking lot and there's a car in the parking lot already early and it's Brother Nick and his family. And uh, talked to them, told them I was a pastor. And he said somebody, you know, had invited him to the church from the church and came into service that morning. And Brother Nick's been here ever since. Lord of God. (laughs) Just the Lord put him here and you know, it, it's a wonderful thing. I want to tell other Christians that are out there, Brother Nick's on the mission field today, you know? Yes. So it is essential for you to invite your coworkers to church and yes. your neighbors to church. You never know what God may be trying to do in their life, and you're the instrument that God has used to Amen. do it. Amen. Amen. For sure. Brother Nick, before I say, you got anything to say about that? Well, yes, sir. I showed up. I didn't even know the name of the church or anything. I just remember where he told me it was at, and I had been there. Actually, half an hour before that, and I thought your church was a closed church. And before I saw you, I'd spent the previous 30 minutes driving up and down the frontage road looking for another church. <laughs> and I could have went into anything. But yeah. I just said, well, I don't see anything else. I'll go, go back and check that place again. And praise the Lord, when I got back, it was you and it was Brother Al. We're in the parking Amen. lot. <laughs> Amen. And the rest is history. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Pastor, pray for us. I'm glad I came in. Amen, brother. We are too. too. We are too. (laughs) Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your providential hand, uh, how we can enjoy looking back, seeing how you put things together. And Lord, we could never write the story this way. And I'm glad that 
Lord, when we put our lives in your hand, let you write our story, you know what's best. And I thank you for Brother Nick and Miss Isabel and the girls. Pray your blessings on them, Lord. Uh, keep them healthy. Keep them protected from evil and harm. And pray that you help them as they adapt, Lord, to the culture shock and learning about a new culture and new people and new places and new ministry. And I pray that you'll use them, Lord, for many years to come. Meet their financial needs as well. And Father, we pray that you'll in days ahead and just uh, lead them and guide them and uh, those things that they're praying about that you'll answer their prayers. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Brother Nick Perkins, Ghana, West Africa. God bless you, my brother, and thank you so much for being with us on Weed Among the Tears this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Blake. God bless you, my brother. Bye-bye. See you later, preacher. All right. God bless you, Brother Nick. What a blessing. Amen. I I, I can't uh, even express my joy just to sure. see what you what God has done in that family, well, and uh, and Pastor, I know it excites you for sure. sure. Well, thank you for joining us this morning here for Weed Among the Tears. It's been our blessing to uh, bring this program to you. Trust that it has been a help and a blessing to you to know better how to pray for those that are on the field. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful day. Amen.